go. Welcome back to an episode of On the Spodcast, where we haven't recorded in a minute. Uh, yeah, it's been <laughs> at least, what, like two months since we recorded? <laughs> uh, I don't even remember the last time the episode, last, when the last episode went up. I don't remember. I think the last one we put up was, well, the one with, no, there was one after the one with Josh. Yeah, did, I think. did we ever put up the Ashland episode? Yes. Okay. I did make sure to do that. That was probably last month, though, but it, okay. it was late. <laughs> I haven't checked in a while, so shows shows my <laughs> shows, shows where I've been. <laughs> and joining us today is Logan. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. We love we love guests on, on this podcast. Indeed. So. Yeah. This is my first time trying to get on this podcast, actually. Remember, we tried to, like get something together last week a couple weeks ago and then i think Ooh. it just kind of fell through dang yeah. <laughs> kind of the kind <laughs> of the story happen, of yeah. kind of the story of uh the semester i guess yeah yeah the podcast is a little bit of a forgotten child when it comes to the on-spot media yeah but it is fun i do enjoy doing it, it. Is, it's it just is fun, easy to kind of forget sometimes just <laughs> the hustle and bustle of college. The younger stepchild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh God. So here's here's the part where we usually play a little catch up. <laughs> yep. As to what what was uh, lots happened. <laughs> we haven't recorded. Oh God, I think commotion and chirp up and Delfest have all happened since the last time we recorded. Whoa. Oh no. <laughs> um. Well, I guess. Who better than to give their perspective on it than Logan? Like, this is your first time doing festivals and stuff, so what'd you think of all of them? Yeah, I mean, they were tons of fun. Like, definitely, I loved, like, seeing all the different, like, improv styles across the different kind of teams across the the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And just, like, meeting all the different improvers and seeing, you know, the differences, but also the similarities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think... Improvers are generally late a lot of the time, <laughs> uh, based on what I've learned. That's so accurate. Like, I think our workshops at basically every festival started late. Yeah. Like, every single slot at every festival would be at least, like, five minutes late, whether it's the person who's hosting the workshop or just the people who are in it. Yeah. Never on time. No, that's completely accurate. Um, I, well, yeah, you were in my group for Chirp Up, which started, like, fif- the workshop started, like, 15 minutes late because the <laughs> workshop host was not there. Oh, no. Well, it, not even just the workshop host, like, just everyone else other than us was not there for, like, 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. What? So, so I thought I was like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity <laughs> to go, you know, to go drop a deuce, you know? <laughs> this is, this is my chance. And then, of course, the second I get, like, I find a... Well, okay, so Ball State bathrooms are, I guess, a, a, a hard thing to come by. Because That's, I had to go I pretty far away. I remember that being a thing last year. Yeah, I had to go pretty far away to find one. And then once I get settled, uh, someone reaches out and says, like, hey, come back to the workshop. I was like, well, I'm not, like, just ditching. <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> this is important. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got important business to attend to. I got that, uh, as Patrick called it, the vacation constipation. <laughs> which is since since he gave it a name has become like more and more of a real thing for me <laughs> oh no you gave yourself a condition because yeah. you put a name to it yeah which you just add that to the list of things that becomes 
<laughs> becomes real once you name it. Mm-hmm. Was that from the philosopher that you gave your PowerPoint presentation on? Yeah, Foucault. Um, okay. I guess I guess we could talk about PowerPoint. Yeah, there you PowerPoint go. Night. Yes. <laughs> PowerPoint night happened since uh, since the, the last time we recorded too, and uh, we all gave PowerPoints here actually. So. Yeah. Logan, what was your PowerPoint about? Uh, <laughs> mine was over how to play uh, Warwick in the top lane of League of Legends. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was kind of running out of ideas at that point. Like, it, the, the whole PowerPoint night concept was kind of sprung on us last minute, for yeah. me at least. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a lot to work on, like, that day. And then I had, like, two hours beforehand to even, like, think of a presentation and make it. And so my ideas were like very limited because i was so focused on my work <laughs> yeah so my ideas were like maybe i know a lot about king gizzard they're like my favorite band so mm -hmm. i could go through all their albums and review them or something but that would take a long time and i don't think anybody would really care that much <laughs> um so not that anybody cared about League of Legends either, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it had a lot more funny value because nobody likes League of Legends, <laughs> and also just like I could get through that a lot faster and put a lot less effort into that. And yeah, I would that's not fair. Be mad at myself for not trying in that one. Yeah, like I remember like doing homework because I procrastinated on it a little bit, and I was like, okay, it's it's a chill evening. I don't think anything's going on, so mm. this will be. This will be fine. And I'm, like, halfway through with it, and Nate's like, oh, you guys want to do a PowerPoint night at, like, 8, which is, like, an hour or so from that time or maybe a little longer. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, boy. So I, like, tried to get my homework done as fast as I possibly could. And then, like, when it hit, like, 9, I was already, like, an hour late. And I was like, oh, throwing together, like, a PowerPoint in, like, 15 minutes. Ah, it's so silly. It was just like about like I don't know, just random AI tips, but it turned into just like funny things you can ask the AI yeah. and like the responses you can get. But I think the proudest thing I like I did for that PowerPoint was go to like YouTube MP3 downloader and like rip some like sound like soundtrack music yeah. so I could put it on each slide. And I was like, yeah, this is fun. You pulled <laughs> the Halo put, soundtrack, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm gonna put the Tron theme. Oh, yeah. When I'm talking about AI. That was silly, but, I mean, I wish I put a little bit more time into it because I didn't really know how hard people were going to go, really. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I didn't even have a theme. It was just white backgrounds it, it, with screenshots. Yeah. yeah, I think mine is mostly white backgrounds also. Mine was... if Okay, so I had an idea for mine when Nate said something about a PowerPoint night, like in the afternoon or whatever i was like oh yeah that would be fun but then like when he says eight o'clock i'm like okay well i gotta <laughs> actually like do this now and so i had an idea and i was like it, it was it it was all based on stuff i had already kind of interacted with um in a previous class from last semester so i didn't have to do like that much like true research i i knew what resources i wanted to use and, and what i wanted to pull from i mostly had to just go through my notes uh from the class but <laughs> nice so what I ended up doing was I um, I made a presentation on what I call the illusion of, of Riz. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the long and short of it is that there is no Riz. And, in my, and my main source was Michel Foucault, who um, kind of popularized the idea that, like, naming something is a way of, like, getting people to police themselves based on perceptions. Uh, and so when 
the people who have no riz are always commenting on other people's riz, and mm-hmm. therefore they're like they're falling into the trap of like, oh, I have to have riz now. Like, <laughs> but it's but it's not real, right? So. <laughs> And She's like, shorthand for charisma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, after you made that presentation, though, I was, like, thinking about that so much because I know so many guys who, like, call out a Riz, I guess. And yeah. It's like you said, like, they're... If Riz exists, they're the most Rizless. Yeah. Mm. Like, because like, cause how much of a... Of, like, an anti-Riz move is it to, like, comment on someone else is, like... Mm-hmm. True. Uh, you know... On someone who's like likely trying to have like a like a, a somewhat private conversation, and you know to like one like oust them, mm-hmm. like for for like, <laughs> but like also they're putting themselves out there, like they're they're like putting in the work to at least like get somewhere, and you're just sitting back there like <laughs> <laughs> yes Riz no Riz like, <laughs> but I I I will digress like. <laughs> Do or do not. There is no riz. There is no riz. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I I was really into last last semester was like philosophy. Um, that that it was like a primary text course, so like I had to read all sorts of stuff from like Plato and uh, we read Nietzsche. We read. Um, <laughs> Dang. Nietzsche is like the most misconstrued person ever. Like like he doesn't actually say anything that's that wildly i don't know that people would necessarily call him like based by today's standards like he's not that controversial by today's standards maybe for like you know late 1800s germany this would have been pretty based but like now it seems like it seems like the wrong people get a hold of nietzsche and like all they see is the nihilism part Mm. Or or the fact that the Nazis really grabbed onto a lot of his philosophy. Oh. Um, mm. He was by no means a Nazi though. Like mm. he, I, I think he was actually. Uh, I, pro- I probably, should, probably shouldn't make like a generalization. I don't think he would have sympathized with anything the Nazis did. Mm. But mm-hmm. I don't really know like anything uh, <laughs> that I guess any of those philo- philosophers really taught or uh-huh. thought about philosophized about yeah i just have never really looked into philosophy myself so it's it's super fun when you actually like can dive into it i think if i think i needed a little more structure and like a reason to read it into this stuff um but like it's fun seeing where all of the influences go in terms of like pop culture because nietzsche is huge like a huge influence on berserk Mm. like huge uh, like hmm. he he's the one who i think he's the one who popularized the idea of like the ubermensch of like the oh i think he did the man yeah. above man right the self-actualized man like finding your true self kind of thing and you know that's the whole thing with guts is that like through all this suffering and struggling he finds his true self right hmm. could never mind <laughs> no go ahead, go ahead i was gonna ask like could the same be said for griffith just i don't know what is he what is his self-actualization? Um, I guess I've only read up to the eclipse. So okay. Um, <laughs> maybe. Well, do, do you want? Do you want an answer? Because like, it's. Is it, there a lot more? After it the applies. Eclipse? Oh, it's huge. Oh. Like huge, huge. Maybe I don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I won't spoil <laughs> if you don't want to yeah. know. But like, but I mean, Griffith does self-actualize in his own way, hmm. and it is in a way that is like directly. 
it is not inverse to guts because they're honestly like on the self the same path to like realizing their dreams their dreams are on just like vastly different scales mm. and and the things they're willing to do to achieve their dreams are again on like vastly different <laughs> scales so this is your this is your urge to read berserk if you have the <laughs> stomach for it i i will not i will not <laughs> pretend like it's not uh a pretty uh pretty graphic uh series in a lot of regards but yeah it is it is worth it for for the culture i think <laughs> for the philosophy uh there's a lot for you i haven't even yeah i barely know anything about it and i want to read it so badly i just haven't mm. gotten around to it it's yeah but like with the coming of the end of school i'm gonna have free time oh yeah <laughs> and so <laughs> i will need to fill that free time with things that'll make me more culturally enriched okay yeah yeah and berserk uh, is one of those things. <laughs> berserk yeah, no, is one of those is, things. That is, that is cultural for sure. Um, I guess that kind of leads me to question: like, do you guys like coordinate your uh, media consumption with the seasons? I hmm. What do you mean exactly? So I, I feel like there are certain things that I get into, like that are like, oh, this feels like a summer series. This oh. feels like a fall series. This feels like a winter thing. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So like one well, piece. Or, Maybe. Go ahead. Yeah, do you have any? Well, I was just kind of just speaking out loud, just thinking out loud. But maybe I, when it comes to, like, horror, I mm-hmm. I mean, of course, when you get into the fall, I watch, like, 50% of the movies I'll watch or more will be horror movies yeah. or, like, thrillers of some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll still watch horror movies whenever because I like them so much. But when it comes to other media... If it's, like, the dead of winter, I'm going to watch, like, dead of winter sort of, like, feeling stuff. Ooh. You yeah, know? Definitely. Where it's not... I'm not going to watch, like, some outdoorsy, like, super, like, I don't know, super nature where, like, it's, like, summer or spring or something type yeah. type stuff. Yeah. I think it depends on, like, the setting. That I think the season... A lot. Mm-hmm. I think the seasons <clears throat> dictate the setting of the shows I watch. Like, Fantastic Mr. Fox, for me, is, like, a thanksgiving time movie which yeah like, part of that might be because like that was when i first watched it and like i guess i made a lot of i met a lot of people who also like that movie a lot mm-hmm. in that time and also just i mean the movie takes place in a very autumn colored world I yeah guess. yeah yeah but also like personally i wouldn't say i really watch or consume media based on the season but like mm-hmm. looking back i can kind of associate a piece of media with the season yeah like i watched <clears throat> serial experiments lane in like april mm-hmm. um a couple of years ago but like that's definitely something i would associate more with the winter and part of the goes back to like the setting it's just mm-hmm. it takes place more so in the winter but mm-hmm. also like than the emotions that come with it it's a very bleak show i guess hmm. yeah mm-hmm that's a winter kind of feeling and like not that i ever want to like feed into like i don't know it's really easy to feel like just kind of bleh in the winter yeah so yeah especially with you know this is where my hatred for daylight savings time comes from it's just that like i the days are already short enough in the winter and so when the sun sets at three in the afternoon yeah it's hard to like i mean like i'll get up before the sun's up and i'll probably sometimes get home 
well after the sun has gone down. Yeah. So, like, I don't get to spend any time in the sun. Um, and that just has a huge effect on your mood. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And sometimes I feel like, you know, watching some sort of, like, media that kind of reflects that mood is a bit cathartic. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But, like... At the same time, like, I'm not going to watch, like, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind in the dead of winter, like, when I'm kind of feeling, like, a little moody, because, like... That'll just reinforce that. Yeah, then it just feels like... <laughs> I'm trying to find, like, a tact- tactful way to say it that is not, like... <laughs> it's just circle-jerking your feelings, basically. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't want to dig yourself into a deeper hole. Yeah. 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 But like, I think I think to your point where like you associate things with the season you maybe consumed them with, um, like to me, One Piece now feels like a summer series mm-hmm. because it's already really like happy and whatever. But like I finished it in June of last year and like, um, it it just kind of like has an overall like very sunny feeling to mm-hmm. me. Uh, Fooly Cooly, which I rewatch every year. I first got into <laughs> at the very end of summer, very er, like late August, early September time frame, and like the kind of like school setting ties ties into that. Like, mm, yeah. Um, so I I try to rewatch it around that time. Yeah, but like back to that daylight savings thing though. Like I'm very much a night owl, and that mm-hmm. really messes with me. <laughs> yeah, because like, um, I'll wake up kind of late. A little bit later than the average person, probably. Um, not for college students, though. It's probably right on average for college <laughs> students. And, but, the right but, hour of 10 o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. And, like, it'll be like, oh, it's like the sun is, like, right above, like, at mm-hmm. midday, it feels like. And then um, I'll do whatever, and then it's, like, already dark. And it's like, but wait, I haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. I'm then it's like all right I'm gonna stay awake and I'm not gonna go to bed till past midnight but it's gonna be dark for that whole time basically mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like all right well dang I saw the sun for like three hours yeah it's um, really hard to like stay motivated when definitely yeah yeah and like and another thing is is what I've realized is that um I have to have sunlight to like not sleep or like not uh, what's? Let me backtrack. I need sunlight because it tricks my brain into giving me more energy. It's weird. It's like a psychological yeah. thing. Yeah. I was telling you about this um, the other night, but like, I had a room in my previous house that had nine windows along two walls. Wow. So like, whenever I'd wake up or whatever, the sun would just be like. Oh, like in my face, mm-hmm. but I loved it. It was awesome because I'd be like up, high energy because there's light and mm-hmm. like just bright, like day, like do stuff, um, and just like being able to see like outside and like nature and stuff, like trees and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird like psychological photosynthesis, and so wherever I end up as my home base, I'm gonna have hella natural light. Yep. <laughs> In plants. Oh, yeah. Because plants are cool. Organic things are nice. Mm-hmm. I like that wood plant aesthetic, like interior design, mm-hmm. whatever that is. I'm not the expert. 
sure Annalise would know. Uh, yeah. Annalise would know. Yeah. She'd have some fancy name for it. Well, that was she, her PowerPoint. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. She was talking, I think she said her, like, her favorite was like the, the California modern or something like that. Was it mid-century modern? Think, ah, I think you're right. Something like, something like that. that. But I noticed that it had a lot of like wood, mm-hmm. like oh, lots wood of grain. wood, wood grain and stuff. And beautiful. I was like, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Windows, glass, and wood. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Psychological photosynthesis. Yeah. <laughs> that was I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It's what about interesting. You? Are you are you like a natural light or are you a secondary light? What what's your kind of aesthetic? Uh, I mean yeah, I definitely love the natural light. For me it makes this whole conversation that you can be think of um this past unit in bio one nine eight has been about like plants and photosynthesis and stuff. And I'm thinking about how like plants during the day then they open their stomata which improves their gas exchange which increases photosynthesis rate so they get more energy during the day which i don't know that's that's exactly what you're saying yeah it's like exactly you know, the, sun, the sun definitely improves my gas exchange ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, the serotonin levels yeah yes and oh. the vitamin d which is good for you yeah in it, moderation it makes me think of my room right now faces east i think it faces east or at least like is oriented in a a mostly eastern direction because the sun will come in and i like to kind of sleep with the blinds open some people call me crazy for this um (laughs) it's it's kind of a natural light thing where like if i wake up in the middle of the night i don't want to be like in complete pitch darkness I can, like, at least look out the window and there's some kind of light, maybe mm. from the stars or moon, yeah. coming in through my room. And then I can look out and just see, like, nature is very calming to me. Like, very. looking at nature yeah. is very soothing. Um, so I'll just, like, look out at the trees or my yard or whatever. But when in the morning, you know, whether whatever time I have to get up is usually, like, 8.30, 9 o'clock, um, way after the sun is coming up. But, like, I will usually get woken up by the sun like just barely starting to crest over the horizon Mm -hmm. and pouring like directly through the gap in my so i have two windows with a set of blinds each it will shoot like directly through that gap in the blinds (laughs) uh right into my freaking eyeballs um and i'll wake up and then like also what wakes me up is like the shit ton of birds in the back in the backyard they're always back there they're so loud um and then Henry Henry's bird feeder does not help. Uh, he, he like that's his thing is he he loves tagging birds and everything. So he will just sit out by his window. And, oh, that's cool. And sit and watch the birds while he's like his desk overlooks the bird feeder. So he'll just sit out and watch the birds. Oh, that's um, damn. That's yeah. <laughs> that's kind of sick. They are so loud, uh, particularly like the cardinals. Cardinals are really noisy yeah. in the morning in my backyard. And only kind of be like grumpy for a second and be like, what the fuck? Why, why is the sun directly in my eyes? Why are the birds directly in my ear? And then I'll like, like just stop and think for a second. Like, Hey, the sun is in my eyes and the birds are like, what is waking me up? Like how upset can I really be? Like, <laughs> these really pretty things like in nature, like the really pretty sunrise, yeah. and the bird song, like how fortunate am I to like get kind of rudely awoken by that every morning? <laughs> And then I go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I almost feel like I've got, like, the opposite side of that coin. Or, not right now, but back, 
a couple of years ago, I would be going to bed at like 4 a.m. ish. Oh, I do that a lot, yeah. The birds would like. <laughs> They'd be like, go like, to bed! Yeah, like you said, it's like, I should be grateful. I don't know, that the birds are chirping, that they're singing, that it's beautiful, but also it's like, I cannot sleep because of them. <laughs> and it just makes me feel like a worse, like person because i'm like i'm staying i'm still up mm-hmm. while these birds these animals are getting ready to start their day yeah oh yeah i remember my sophomore year when i was in an apartment um <clears throat> back then i was like an extreme night owl because like the covid restrictions were still there they weren't mm-hmm. quite as strong um but classes were basically still all online yeah that was um so i would just stay up very late like five i think the average like four or five like two or three times a week just like Mm -hmm. watching anime or different shows or just Mm -hmm. whatever or just literally just doing nothing (laughs) because there was like nothing to really do but like yeah i remember like outside the window there's like these bushes and every once in a while these birds would chirp and i'd be like oh boy (laughs) i should sleep (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I had a clock in my room, but it was behind me, so I, <laughs> I don't know, because oh. I'd, I'd sleep, I'd lay on the floor with, like, this, like, leaned up against my bed. The the, the chair pillow. Yeah, yeah, the chair pillow thing. The armrest pillow. Yeah. I, I've never known a name for those. I, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yeah. But it, it's very ironic how I'm very much a night owl, but the sun gives me energy. So it's like you kind of have to like switch it up if you want to like get to pick a side essentially. Pick one. Uh, looks like the general consensus is bed rest pillow. Interesting. What well, is a pillow with arms called? Backrest pillow. Okay. Okay, well, makes sense. Car seat backrest. <laughs> yeah. What is a whoa, wait, whoa, housewife pillow? Nope, that's what? different. That's something else. What's a husband pillow? <laughs> what? Oh, it's like this, but it's like, it's like technology applied. Like there, it looks like an X rocker that has been. Oh, man. oh whoa! I just dated myself I can't on that tell one. What that is? <laughs> or I don't even know what an X rocker is. <laughs> There's a, what is a shame pillow? Uh, Oh, a sham. A pillow sham. They misspelled oh, it. Um, so an X-Rocker. Tim, did you ever have one? Nope. Okay, so it's those, it's those chairs that sit directly on the floor. They're like gaming chairs before gaming chairs were a thing. Right. They sit directly oh, on the floor, they're the and little, they're like they're crescent like shaped. Bean-shaped Yeah, sort of chairs. and they just rock back and forth, yeah. but they have like audio hookups. Yes. Okay, so that you yeah. can hook up either your controller or your headphones or something. Um, it could either play the audio out of the speakers. You could hook your headphones up to it. Um, they were pretty cool. I didn't have one myself, but like my buddies did. Yeah, I and had uh, I had a couple friends who did. Um, but like, I really like rocking in chairs, mm-hmm. and so like when you rock in those, I'd always like see myself like slowly moving away diagonally because <laughs> mm-hmm. you, I don't know. I mean, just, just inch back. Yeah, yeah, you just inch back just from rocking a little too hard, I guess. Did you guys ever actually use like the? inputs on those chairs because Nate and I had them we had two of them and I don't think we ever used like any dial or like plug in at all like a single time ever can't I say I have <laughs> I, I I don't remember ever fiddling with the 
like yeah the audio jacks or anything with it it was always just kind of a novelty thing that was like yeah that had a that had a story like oh like this is here for a reason i'm sure this was like really special when like my friend got this whenever it was but like by that point it was just kind of part of the scenery yeah i think so because like there's no way that the speaker quality could be that good no. on those things but i don't know it's kind of fun to mess around with i guess in yeah. the beginning but i guess it probably sprung up like the out of the rage of like i guess the early 2000s is kind of when xbox and like microsoft and playstation yeah. kind of yeah. start really springing up with the gaming <clears throat> and so yeah. like products marketed towards gamers yeah mm-hmm. uh definitely got more popular and just more common so i wonder if that's kind of what created that share it's just one of those things that like yeah was artificially popular and yeah it's like one of those like yeah artificially popular but like one of those like um capitalist moments <laughs> sure <laughs> creating something that has like there's not a need for it mm-hmm. um but I mean, they were kind of fun. Yeah, they were they were interesting for sure. It was probably it was like one of those things you'd see in like a a gaming magazine, like yeah, like yes. Game Informer. Oh, like wow, I remember Game Informer was. I didn't ever. I didn't have a subscription, but like somehow uh, the issue of Game Informer that was announcing Halo Four came to be in my possession, and oh. I felt like filthy for owning it because. Cortana was on the cover. <laughs> um, oh, no. Cortana was on the cover or the back cover, so like that's why I got it. It's because like no one looked at the back. And it's like, what the, why the fuck is there a naked blue lady on? It? <laughs> um, it was like Master Chief on the front, and then I flipped it over and like, who the fuck is this? Whoa! What? Um, <laughs> what? And I no. felt like I was like, they how did they how did they do this? Are this this is loud? Like, <laughs> like because that was when they really went like all in on like the quote-unquote like sexy cortana yeah like you know like in the older games she was so polygonal that you couldn't make out much of like the actual form <laughs> of yeah of halo she, 4 is when that all changed halo 4 is when like it very much was clear that she's not wearing clothes it is a naked woman <laughs> yeah so did you like burn the magazine or destroy it no or? i just hit it <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do with it. I was in fourth grade. Like, oh, yeah. Damn. Oh. oh, my God. That's about that same, uh, like, around the same time. I was in fourth, fifth, about then, when I got Halo Reach. Because yeah. I was like, Dad, it's rated M, mm-hmm. but it's against aliens. <laughs> He's like, okay. The blood is blue. <laughs> the blood is blue. And, you, he, like, I don't think he cared. Um and, like, my mom didn't really seem to yeah. pay attention that much. Because, um, like, I'd just be playing, like, silly custom games with the boys. Oh, um, Halo Reach custom maps and Forge yep. and stuff. <laughs> and so, like, my parents were like, yeah, okay, whatever, sure. Because, like, it wasn't Call of Duty, and it sure as heck wasn't Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. So they were, like, they were probably thinking, like, eh, it's, just, it's fine. I love that <laughs> that fine. was the line, too. It was, like, Grand Theft Auto was, like, the, the pinnacle of, like, you know, absolute degeneracy mm-hmm. in video yeah. games. Don't corrupt your children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm gonna drive this motorcycle up the side of the building and then like launch it off and just like ragdoll across the city. I had I had a, a several friends who would tell me like, oh yeah, my parents let me play GTA, but I'm not allowed to go in the strip clubs. Like, <laughs> you, yeah, you can you can own this thing if you choose not to use it all the way, rather yeah. than just saying no, you can't have it yet. Like, it was kind of interesting, and I guess whatever works works. It was but, an like, interesting like problem that had come up within society that hadn't been seen before sure like mm-hmm. video games yeah but then by that point when violent video games well yeah. i guess they weren't technically that new because you had like doom and stuff and like mortal Kombat, and, yeah and, like arcades and stuff yeah. but i, I mean, feel like by then it was still sort of like a niche thing a little bit yeah I mean, it was it, like at home on home consoles yeah yeah and there's that one like i think it's george bush speech i don't know if it's a campaign speech or just like some sort of speech where he was talking about like anti-violent video games and he brings up this magazine that has soul bad guy on it from guilty what? <laughs> and he's like now look at this one look at this one here uh it says kill your friends guilt free it's like <laughs> the tagline of guilty gear oh uh, that is and hilarious he, he's like taking it so seriously like this is corrupting our youth your kids want to hurt each other <laughs> Boy, do I have a few opinions on who's actually corrupting. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could rant about that for a while. Yeah, but that's its own podcast. That is, <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I could. That, that's like a whole hour-long conversation that could be drawn out as long as it could. I've had way but, longer than an hour conversation about it. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I've gotten to the age where whenever I t- every time I go home. I'll like, be like, hey, Dad, what do you think about this? And then I'll just have, I'll just like, try and like have like a debate with him on like certain like <laughs> events or political things, uh-huh. and like, like we have differing opinions, but like, I respect his opinions. I mean, because he's my dad. But two, they're like reasonable opinions. They're not like outlandish in any way. Mm-hmm. Like they're completely feasible like things that might be like that I don't fully agree with, like, necessarily, because I'm definitely a lot more Democratic-leaning than I used to be. Yeah. And, like, he's still... Re- like, he's still... I I don't even know exactly what he is, but he's got views from both sides, but, like, on his some of his conservative views, I am against a little bit, just mm-hmm. because, like, economic ones, I think, are the biggest thing mm-hmm. that we differ on. But everything else, we pretty much agree on, which, yeah. which is kind of nice. How, how did he feel about Tucker Carlson getting fired? Dude, oh my I don't God. know. Th- that shit is crazy. <laughs> like I'm going to tell him about that because I don't think he knows. Like, my dad doesn't watch Fox News. He, he, like, uh-huh. he hates that sort of stuff because he's like, those guys are so stupid. He's like, mm-hmm. these guys are so dumb. They're just mm-hmm. being all this crap. And I'm like, thank you, first <laughs> off. But I never thought in my life that I would, like, ever change my view on Tucker Carlson. Yeah. But it's crazy. I did a pretty hard 180 on him. And, like, I did see a few things in the last couple months that have been, like, him, like, kind of slowly peeling back the curtain a little bit. Like, Mm. I was always, like, somewhat suspecting that, like, I feel like he just kind of plays it up for ratings or for whoever. Definitely, yeah. For his audience, like, or for whoever's, you know, whoever's giving him his bottom line. I feel like he's kind of playing it up. Yeah. So that, you know, people will watch him and he'll make more money. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, hearing him talk, like kind of just unprovoked off the off the script like on other platforms 
he's never said anything like really all that unreasonable mm. and then seeing him now like i saw something i think yesterday of him like off the cuff i don't know how recent it was but i was like he seems like normal yeah like, really yeah. yeah i actually haven't seen because all i heard was just that he got fired or whatever so i didn't know there's like some sort of there was it was really funny because i saw two different tiktoks one before he was fired and one after when he was being interviewed on a podcast mm-hmm. the first one he was like can you imagine being in a position where you have to lie every single day because of like all these like because of your job or whatever and like the media and how it's like being controlled and all this stuff and i was like are you are you self-aware right now (laughs) and then i like a few tiktoks later like a day later or whatever uh he's like interviewing he's like you know i had my whole life in media right i was completely surrounded by it and i couldn't see from the other side very easily and Mm -hmm. so he's like and after all this time, my eyes were finally opened, and I realized that I was a part of the problem. And he was like, I was saying all this stuff, but, like, a lot of it wasn't true. And, like, and, I, and I'm sure he probably knew that some of it wasn't true, and mm-hmm. et cetera, but I was like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> are you, you're not the man I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I saw, was when he's, like, talking about his history in media. I think he said his, like, his dad was in it. Yes. So, like, he oh, kind of grew yeah. up in it. Hmm. So, so he kind of just like went along with all the, the background heinous shit ever. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Damn, dude, that's insane." That was a cry for help. Dude, yeah. is it? Oh man, it's mind boggling. Yeah, I. <laughs> oh, I never really knew much about yeah Tucker Carlson, yeah. Tucker Carlson, or his past. Yeah. He was always one of those guys that were written off by, like, the general public or, like, people our age as mm-hmm. just, like, s- saying just, like, dumb crap that just, like, isn't true and things like that. And so mm-hmm. people, yeah. like, our age or a lot of, like, college students and stuff, like, Democratic-leaning or a lot of, con- like, up-the-middle type of people were like, nah, nah, I'm not going to listen to this guy. I can't yeah. really take his word yeah. because, I don't know, it's just not true or I whatever mean, yeah, but now no, it's like oh my god he's come out he's yeah. like he's like no i was under control <laughs> yeah i don't think anyone's actually that passionate about the m&ms <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah i don't think anyone actually cares that much you're telling me he didn't actually find the green m&m sexy <laughs> <laughs> the amount of edits i've seen of him like yeah. the blade runner 2049 yes. like long day or something like that and he'll like look up and it's the green m&m <laughs> <laughs> the green m&m interlinked oh <laughs> that's such a weird weird and specific beef that went on for i don't know probably the last two or so mm. years like <laughs> Like that hill to die on. Yeah, of all <laughs> yeah. things that you really want to stake your career on. Yeah. Yeah, just the whole TikTok has like shown me so many more events and like current news than I've like ever been exposed to like mm-hmm. ever before. Like this year alone, like has changed my political viewpoints immensely just from like the uncensorship from TikTok and how you're able to see like anything without like corporate control or like censoring of any kind 
mm-hmm. and it's just like it's actually super nice because it's like okay i can take this news outlet or this whatever like with more truth yeah than like average things you could see on tv because like i mean every new every large media is biased in one way or another sure Mm -hmm. but the independent ones on tiktok the small time people Mm -hmm. are typically i don't know i guess not all of them but a lot of them that i that are on my for you page are pretty independent yeah I think if nothing else, you're casting a wide net. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a lot of merit in that alone, and just finding multiple sources to get together information from. Um, I'm not gonna say TikTok is completely without censorship. Yeah, um, that's it, true. It totally is. Mm-hmm. Um, or there, there is very much like a a censorship process to TikTok. Like this is on a much less serious note, but like, you know, I I send a lot of like videos back and forth with my friends on TikTok, and you know it's not uncommon for me to like you know be scrolling through like the backlog and like one of them won't be available or anything i'm like oh yeah and i'm like okay so this one was really funny i just didn't see it in time (laughs) and like i saw you know on the slideshows or whatever it's always just like it's just a screenshot of tweet or something like that but it's like you know scrolling through tiktok to see like through tiktok dms to see like this is not available anymore is like the equivalent of like the burning of the library of alexandria (laughs) (laughs) oh the oh the unknown humor yeah forever escape you dang (laughs) i can't even imagine how many like how many of those like post unavailable i have right now because i haven't opened my tiktok dms in like since probably february yeah because i don't really use that app that much okay mm-hmm. i'm on instagram way more and like i actually i don't really get that much news or political input i guess mm-hmm. like most of the news i get is just like in the form of memes yeah which is kind of sad to say <laughs> but like all the tucker, Car- tucker carlson stuff that i know of is just like all i know is that he was fired and people like to joke about it yeah that's all i see yeah it's always funny because like i'll get like a meme like, the first thing I saw about all of it was, like, Tucker Carlson and, like, the Blade Runner with the green M&M. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, did he get fired or something? And then, like, yeah. a couple scrolls down, boom. You, yeah, like a, like a, yeah, he was fired type informational type yeah. TikTok or whatever. And it's, like, how, it's so funny how I can go from, like, a silly shit post to, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, informational content. I don't know. I, I think it's so fun. Obviously. <laughs> It is very addictive sometimes. Yeah, I, I spend a little too mm-hmm. much time on TikTok. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying, I'm in the process of trying to, like, curate my algorithm again. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like, I mean, I like fitness content. I like self-help content. Not, like, super, like, intense self-help content. But, like, you know, I, I think that's important stuff to see every now and then. But, like, I really want to go back to, like just one after the other just like funny off the cuff yeah out of context clips and shit yeah it seems like when you get like a lot of like like hope core which is i really enjoy hope core but like if you see hope core all the time or anything on that sort of same level it's like there's always it feels like there's stakes attached to them yeah you know what i mean like not like wooden stakes but like raising the stakes type stakes Mm -hmm. like there's like weight to it but, like, when you go to the silly memes, it's just, ha you know, you can keep yeah. going without, like, feeling any sort of, like, exhaustion or, like, mm-hmm. mental, I don't know. There's no fatigue. Exactly. Yeah. There's no, like, I don't know. 
hard to describe, but yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Hopecore fan, but there's only so much like, <laughs> there's only so much like heavy content, right? Yeah. That I can that I can stomach in one sitting. Yeah. Is is Hopecore like those videos where it'll just be like, I don't know, videos of birds flying and like inspirational like landscapes, and it'll have like uplifting yeah, music, and it says like, yeah, don't maybe. give up. <laughs> Some, kinda... Sometimes I think the Hopecore I get more often is like. I hate to say it. It's a lot of Joe Rogan experience clips, but it's never Joe Rogan himself talking. <laughs> it's always his, like, really smart guests. And, like, I got one before I came here, actually, um, that was Kevin Hart saying, like, well, the sun's going to keep going. Whether or not you're going to, like, you know, get out of bed and go do something, the sun's going to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the world keeps spinning. Mm-hmm. So along those lines of, like, you can you can either get busy living or get busy dying. Like, it's, it's those things where, like, the messages are usually from, and there, uh, there's like a lot of like really hopeful like anime speeches, like really hopeful like mm-hmm. manga panels. I think a lot of times like uh, Vinland Saga and Vagabond are huge sources of like hope core. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. insane and manga. Yeah, like and like, is it really so? Like, I know those are like really, they're the kind of like maybe oversaturated uh, sources of that kind of content, but like. Is it really so bad that like those stories became popular on a like a pre like a like this violent guy who like you know yeah. gets into <clears throat> at one point is like getting off on killing people and then like he just decides to up and like leave that behind and like become a nice person and just be <laughs> yeah. happy all the time like yeah like I understand like some people like I'll see on comments like people are like oh really like you can't branch out or anything and like like. I understand it's popular, but these this fan base is not insufferable by any means because they want to be happy and positive <laughs> and kind to other people. Like, the hope core, I always get are like these slides where it'll have like uplifting, like whatever, but the background music will always be like a Kung Fu Panda like soundtrack. Oh, like yes. Uguay's Ascension or something. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh, I saw this freaking slideshow where this guy was chatting with discord bots and one of them was um a bot that was like uh oh what's 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 like the way to describe like an anime girl who's just like all tough and like kind of like mean it's like a bully like an anime girl bully (laughs) i don't know not like in a tomboy way but more in like a like, I'm going to make fun of you I, and be mean to you yeah, because be, I like it. That would be a person. <laughs> I think that's a tsundere. Yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. yes. I'm yes. very ashamed that I know that. No, same, yeah. But <laughs> but it was funny because this guy was acting, his name was Master Ugwe, and he had the picture of him. But he led this AI bot on, like, a spiritual journey of, of like, upliftment mm-hmm. and, like, changed the bot. <laughs> And, like, the bot was, like, cleansed, like, spiritually. And, like, he was insane. Like, he, like, it was actually really cool to watch because the bot was, like, it was, it was so, like, realistic. Like, Mm -hmm. the responses and stuff. But, like, yeah, at the end they were, like, thank you. We're going to spread this positivity with the world. You've shown us the way. Thank you. And, like, I was, like, What? That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, like, watched the whole... I, like, read the whole thing because I was like, no way. He's changing his bot. And then he just kept scrolling. I was like, <laughs> huh. he did it. I he just saved him, bro. 
<laughs> I just recently watched a video, or today actually, about, it's like a huge video essay about Replica AI. Mm. Like, you know, have you guys heard of the app Replica? Uh-uh. You might, you might have seen ads for it. I know I, I got them on my Instagram feed, where it's like, it's just this AI app that's like basically marketed towards simulating, I guess, a girlfriend, pretty mm. much. Oh, oh, I think I do. No, And they're... I guess the whole gist of the video was, like, the company is predatory towards, um, like, um, shoot, vulnerable people, I guess. Yeah. Right. yeah. Socially vulnerable people. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of about how, like, they were talking about how it, the app kind of wants you to anthropomorphize the bot in a way, just, like, to kind of view it as a person, even though it's not. Interesting. And how like it never really is a person or could have like its own desires or anything it's just like it's always just generating the response that it thinks is best i like, see the response that it thinks you want to hear the most so i wonder no, with that like the Uguay bot thing if it was just like i don't know if it if the bot was fed right models of like um, yeah people being taught new things or something and so it, it learned how to yeah learn and like you're saying what people want to see somebody learn i guess like if it's like a true response based on the bot's personality versus like just like a calculated response mm-hmm. that's a really interesting like ai topic dang i want to i think it'd be so cool this is a tangent but i think it'd be so cool when i'm an adult i'm gonna have like my own jarvis Hundred percent. Whoa. I'm gonna I'm gonna have like my own I wanna try and have my own AI that just like controls like the security and like the systems of my house. And like I'd like to use the word befriend it. Uh-huh. So it's like so it like doesn't like betray me in any way. You sure. know what I mean? But like <laughs> but like I think it'd be cool to like I don't know, like treat it with respect and stuff like that. So it whether or not it actually is, like, like I don't know, biased towards you mm-hmm. with things, but like, I feel like potentially if it's like isolated, maybe it could potentially. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know where it's going. I'm not smart enough to describe it all, but <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be cool to have a Jarvis. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> Interesting. I think. Um, I don't know. I'm not like worried for AI, uh, other than you know, like, ethical concerns of, like, stealing people's intellectual property. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. using it as, like, a source, or, like, how you, how you train it based on other people's work. Um, that's my only real hang-up with it, especially as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things that, like, I have to be the one to adapt in that situation, not the student. Because the student's going to find a way to use it. True. Anyway, I literally sat behind a dude in my history and culture of ancient Greece class, we were having a discussion over one of the readings and he's literally just typing like questions into chat GPT and like parroting them in, into the like class mm. discussion. Oh wow. As if yeah. they're his own, which is really stupid, but yeah, you know, that's, that's the reality we're kind of in right now. So yeah, I don't know. I think I'm not, I don't think it has anything really to be stressed about yet other than like, and just that in the in the way that people are like really just screwing around with it, training their Snapchat AI to <laughs> to bark for them. Yeah, like, those are so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm but, so mad oh, you can't ahead. unpin it though. 
I you can't get rid of it. I think I I unpinned it, but like it's still there. Uh, like I had to like, there was something I had to do, but yeah, I did get it unpinned from like the top of my mm-hmm. like conversations list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't want to look at it. Like, why did they pick the ugliest like <laughs> like bitmoji design for it? Yeah, it's like purple and pink. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, um. I guess yeah. you don't want to make it look like a real person, but, like, mm-hmm. why does it have one at all? Why are you trying to anthropomorphize it in any way? Yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. But there's just, like, this feeling that I've had just in within the past year that's really gotten stronger, but doesn't it feel like we're sort of, like, at, like, a huge, like, cusp, like, on the edge of, like, something in, like, history? Like, it feels like we're standing, like, very close to, like, like a cliff or something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a cliff, of course, but just like something, it just feels like something is so close to happening. Yeah. Just whether it be like, I don't know, some global thing, some technological crazy advancement mm-hmm. or like, like cr- something really insane. Like class war. So, so that is a very real so, possibility. Sorry, sorry to name it, but yeah, that's if the only lucky, thing I can think of. That is, was I was kind of like an impending class in, war. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> politics. I'm 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 counting down the days. Honestly, that's that's only. Well, I'm, it's I'm only not gonna a matter be like time. slash HJ, but like <laughs> that's a, that's a half truth, and that like you know. But yeah, something like that. Something mm-hmm. like. Not necessarily cataclysmic, but like something on that same level of great change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then part of that, like I definitely agree, but also I wonder if part of that feeling is like, I think about how there's that graph of like human advancement, I, I guess, where like about. it goes up mm-hmm. and then Burning Library of Alexandria goes down. And then it just like goes up exponentially, goes like like extremely sharp. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if like what the reason it? we feel that way is just like because of human what is it? Expansion? Kind of population growth, yeah, but human evolution maybe? Knowledge growth over time? Yeah. Overall human knowledge? I don't know. I'm trying to look it up. It's like <laughs> But like maybe it just feels that way because we are just like constantly growing as a species so much so quick no uh, it's not moore's law observation is it did you look up knowledge growth i don't know human knowledge base it's like are you thinking of that same one where it's like there's like that one point where ai will become smarter than humans um, one? maybe not maybe it's something different i don't know I'm thinking of, yeah, it's just like a picture or a graph where it's like something about like human knowledge. It goes up kind of like in a straight line. The Library of Alexandria burns and it goes straight down. And then it's like just exponential graph after that. Um, well, that first one is like the least helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like some random label. I think it's under, it's like all the way to the left and maybe... Yeah, that one. Uh, no, that's oh. <laughs> it starts in nineteen sixty. Where's that one pink one? That, I don't know. <laughs> Chat GPT. <laughs> let's ask. Let's ask the. Let's AI. ask the AI, bro. 
Now, because there's like this, there's like this graph that it, it started on like that same vein, where it's like there's like some like buzzword associated with it, where um, singularity is that it? I think the AI singularity thing is like an AI, yeah, will like take over the internet or something. I don't know. Something like that. Have you guys? Um, I never mind. I know later. <laughs> okay, this is what I think I was talking about. Okay. Actually, yeah, I was thinking of the technology singularity. Cause yeah, isn't that what happens? I'm like. What is it, iRobot or Machina something? Yeah, uh, probably. It's similar Ex in Ex Machina. I have not seen all of iRobot. I haven't seen either of them. Um, <laughs> Ex Machina is really good. Yeah, it's something like this, where like human intellect intellect goes up so slowly, but then machines are like, and then like potential like cyborgs type stuff. Whoa. Yeah. Sort of like where it's like, I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me though is like less about the fact that the machines were, will become smarter, mm -hmm. but just the the sheer like ma massive like jump. Yeah, is was just like whoa, that's crazy to think about. Because yeah, I feel like the last the last biggest jump for humans is probably the internet, and then before that would be like the industrial revolution. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, and then before that would have been like. Uh, probably the agricultural revolution, which is like yeah. the dawn, basically not the dawn of humanity, but like this is like pre-Iron Age. This like is like the Bronze Age type. type this is pre-Bronze Age. This is James. Uh, agricultural revolution. I want to say is like mm, maybe late Stone Age. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, until then, like maybe the first industrial revolution, but then definitely the second industrial revolution. Yeah, and we, I mean, we have access to AI now, and we already have, like, so many iterations, like, being worked on, and so it's, like, within the next three years, there's going to be some crazy stuff happening, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, it's for everybody. I think, well, <laughs> I would hope. Yeah, me too. Faith in humanity! <laughs> the the human the uh, what is it the indomitable human, there, indomitable the indomitable human, human spirit. spirit yeah versus the indifferent cruelty of the universe exactly <laughs> hope core people hope core yeah hope yeah hope core wins every time I know I think it's always kind of telling that like in most like post apocalyptic depictions in media mm -hmm. the first thing humans do is resort to communism. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's pretty hopeful is that most people are in kind of agreement that like, you know, sharing wealth and sharing resources is a lot better than according them all to one person. Yeah, cuz it's like everyone's quality of life is really good cuz yeah. we have the technology to make it happen. Oh well, yeah. And I'm I'm not going to sit here and advocate for communism, but not necessarily I mean it doesn't have to be communism. No, but eyes. like but Plato, right? Or not Plato, Socrates in the Republic is He's uh, describing his ideal, like, city, his ideal form of, like, the whole thing is, the whole book is what is justice, right? Ah. He's, he's he's describing a just city, and he describes communism. Like, oh. <laughs> like, everyone is, there is no, it's collective ownership of everything. Everyone has a job that they are delegated to do, 
uh, and they all serve that job, and it, it benefits everyone else. So there's not, a oh sorry. No, I mean it's not like true like it's it, I mean communism is such a buzzword anyway, but like it's kind of what it is. It's collectivism, mm -hmm. like yeah. Yeah, there's a book called Scythe that I have over there where it's in like 2045 or something and the world is run by a central government controlled by well dictated by the thundercloud which is just like this massive ai system mm -hmm. so everything is just done like uh pretty dang uh, optimally so hmm. yeah they're living yeah. large they're living it up they have like immortality basically because they just go to like these centers that just like bring them back to whatever age they can choose or whatever Oh, reverts like, their age like or rejuvenation. Essentially, oh, wow. yeah. And then the book Scythe is there's a whole deal on like, well, how do we could take care of human po like population control and stuff? And it's yeah. the Scythes, which are this group outside of the law that have their own laws, so they're I mean they can do their job like mm -hmm. as fairly as they can, with like all these different criteria that they follow or not. But I was like, this is a plausible future. It's so sure. weird to think about. I, mean, I highly doubt it'll end up that way, but... I mean, every future is plausible, right? It's true. So did that book portray, like, that sort of immortality society as, like, a negative thing, or... Um, not... Just kind of a neutral, maybe? Kind of a neutral thing, because, uh, like, there'd be people who would get really old, and then they would go back to, like, their mid-20s or something. Um, and if, same if you got, like, injured, in a way, you could like go to these centers and basically uh, get like healed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fully um but the way they like dictated like who would die they had a quota it wasn't a huge quota um but they would like base all their stuff on like statistics about this person and like the likelihood of them like drinking and driving and things like that mm. and so like it could be anybody and you can be granted immortality or like immunity from the system by a scythe if you like do certain things like good things like really good things or whatever mm -hmm. for people and so they, they'll be like okay you're safe from the selection process for like a year or something um, but like there was one time I think it was like a high school student who was chosen and like but it, the crazy, I mean, yeah, so the scythe had to happen. But, like, the cool thing, though, like, the scythe people were, like, trained in, like, every form of, like, combat martial arts and, like, every <laughs> weapon and stuff. Because mm -hmm. there's, like, there's, like, no need for, like, weapons because there's, like, no war and stuff. But, like, the scythe had, like, everything, dude. Yeah. Essentially. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> John Wick over here. Like, <laughs> Sorry, man, it's your time. <laughs> Not not to bring it back to Republic, but that is exactly the another one of Socrates. Like he straight up des describes like, oh, if you want to have all these things in life, like these luxuries, uh -huh. you have to have people who are trained and willing to defend them and keep everyone else safe. But they have to be like completely under your control. So like the guardians have to be like super sheltered from a lot of like real world knowledge. Yeah. If you want them to be as efficient in like enforcing the laws as you want yeah i think so. their reasoning for like people getting chosen for the position they chose the people who wanted to do it the least oh. like if you wanted to do it if you wanted to be a scythe you're not going to be a scythe but if you're vehemently against being a scythe they're going to be like you 
That's cool. and like they'd get like an apprenticeship from like a like a fully fledged scythe or whatever, and then they they would like train them and all this different stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, I gotta read this for real. There, it's a trilogy. I'd I'd only read the first book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it's, cool. The first one's called Scythe. What's like the conflict in the story then? Is it the is con- there like an antagonist or there is? Um, I think. So what it was in the first book is that there are two kids who are under an apprenticeship with this one scythe, and they're both main characters, but um, only one of them can actually become like a scythe or mm. whatever. I, not that the other one like dies; it just you can only accept one, I guess. Yeah. But there is a another like scythe guy who and his lackeys who are like sort of abusive of their power. And so, because, like, people would gift them with, like, the fanciest opera house seats or, like, the best dining experience or whatever just so they could get immunity. And so these guys would, like, play off that and be like, yeah, I'll give you immunity if you give me these awesome things. And so, yeah, that was sort of like their, that's sort of like the downfall is, like, the corruption of the incorruptible system or whatever. Oh. Yeah. You had something earlier that was like that you said like oh later. Was that kind of like on oh the, yeah. yeah it was on the AI topic okay ah. uh, I was gonna ask you guys about uh, your usage of like ChatGPT and stuff in class Are, have you guys used it at all for like I don't know homework I don't know I've used it like once or twice for like um just like clarifying maybe like. Like, if I don't want to flip through all my notes to try to find, like, one concept, then, like, I'll ask it, like, how does, like, proton transfer work in this situation or something like that? Mm -hmm. Um, Just, like, not on my homework, but, like, studying, I guess? Yeah. 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 To kind of help me, yeah, make Uh, it a little bit more efficient or, like, cut mm -hmm. a little bit of time out. Yeah, I'd for, I I use it very carefully because, obviously, I don't want to get caught for anything. I don't know. I don't know the stipulations or really anything, but, um... I like if there's like a code snippet that I'd be like I don't exactly know what this means and like I'll put like the little code snippet in there and be like like give it some context clues of like this is a this is a part of X algorithm algorithm or whatever and it'd be like oh okay yeah so this keyword means it's gonna do this this means this or whatever and I was like oh okay mm-hmm. so I'd use it to sort of like yeah clarify things um, for like homework and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah because sometimes it's like it's a lot more it's a lot quicker than just like searching the internet for like mm-hmm. maybe the definition of like electron emission or something yeah. like that yeah yeah i have not actually used it yet i have oh. never at first i was like like oh ethically i'm against it and now i'm just like lazy i've never got around to it <laughs> so i should play with it though um i feel like it could be kind of fun it is really interesting that it, it can, can be done with it. Sure. But there's so many different different other AIs that are, like, specialized. Like the mm-hmm. Dolly one where you can do art and stuff. I do oh, like yeah. Dolly Mini. I think that, yeah. uh, there's a lot of fun things that come out of that. Yeah, that's cool stuff. Is Dolly, is that the one that's, like, making, like, the really detailed, like, paintings and stuff? Or is Dolly still, like, pretty bare bones because i remember I think, using it a couple years ago i think dolly has gotten significantly better mm. yeah you for that one you do have to pay 
You have to get like oh. tokens or whatever, mm -hmm. like usage passes, and but yeah, you, there's one on there. The same company also does where you can make music using AI. Oh mm -hmm. wow! Yeah, and you can like give it different like contexts and be like, hey, do it in this style or whatever. But yeah, I'll do it. Now, I haven't tried it, but I just saw it and was reading about it, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember using Dolly Mini a couple of years ago, probably like 2021, back when I guess, I guess it was still really early in its development. I feel like it was probably Dolly Mini 2.0, maybe? I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's something pretty, still pretty early, and it would make like just really um, unidentifiable <laughs> pictures where it's just like <laughs> a bunch of like colors and vaguely recognizable <laughs> shapes, but nothing that like actually resembles what you're maybe asking for. Yeah, know? yeah. It's just, it's crazy to see, like, how far it's come in, like, a relatively short amount of time. Yeah. Because yeah. back then, like, using it, I was like, wow, this is probably never going <laughs> to look good at all. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take mm -hmm. years. But. Yeah, it always uh, seems to go faster than you think. Mm -hmm. Which is weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a very informational session. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was interesting. Is now the time when we ask about media recommendations? Oh, yes, I think so. As is, as is custom around here, uh, <laughs> since we say so, <laughs> yeah. um, we've uh, kind of asked every guest what they're watching, reading, listening to uh, at the moment, just to kind of give our, give our audience a, a feel for what's going on yep. media-wise in our worlds. Uh, well, to start with listening to, I've been really getting... I've always been kind of into, like, a little bit of, like, J-pop kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. recently I've been getting into a bit of, like, J-rock, I guess, mm -hmm. shoegaze, and so, cool. um, my, my friend Ethan, I think you guys knew Ethan Weeks, Yeah. he posted yeah, on his okay. story a couple weeks ago, like, some old Japanese shoegaze album that was, like, from some artist or a band that did, like, one album in, like, 2008, and it recently, like, a couple weeks ago got remastered, or, like re-released like a deluxe edition mm -hmm. with a vinyl print too oh that's nice. cool which is just like so random for a random band i guess that had <laughs> sure, one yeah. release but <laughs> yeah. yeah it's called the album's called glitter by um pasteboard i think is the name of the band and i'm i love it like it's definitely not happy music but i was listening to it on the way here and i mean i love it for like a cloudy day like this Mm -hmm. Nice, um, nice. So yeah, that's a great album. I've been I've been listening to a lot. Um, Heck yeah. I honestly haven't. I don't think I've read anything in a bit besides like manga, and I can't even think of the last manga I read. Yeah. Um, but what I've been, what I've been really meaning to read, um, is definitely Doro Hidoro. It's by oh, Kima yeah. Ishida. Uh huh. So uh, the first season, I need to read it though. Mm -hmm. I've read probably the first like two volumes nice but yeah that one's great i mean i know it's really long and it's i think one of my favorite things about like reading a manga is like seeing the author's art style improve or yep. just change over time yep and like hayashida like her style is very very like chaotic i guess at it first is. very mm -hmm. scribbly kind of mm -hmm. and i guess i'm excited to see it clear out because my friend who has finished it he says that it gets a lot, I guess, clearer and more 
even more detailed than it already is. Yeah. Because she cool. definitely puts a lot of detail in her work. Her her newest series, Die Dark, I almost mm-hmm. picked up just because I was looking for something new. But yeah, the art style from like early Doro Hidoro to like current Die Dark is, yeah. is a big change. But like, yeah, watching that gradual process, I had that with that is experience with Bleach. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've read a couple volumes of Die Dark, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty fun, too. Uh, definitely, it's very similar to Doro Hidoro in a really? couple ways. Like, the ma- main character is very similar to Kaiman. Gotcha. Uh, just in terms of, like, his personality is very... Nice. Go... I don't know. Yeah, happy. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, what have I been watching... I haven't really watched a show in a while also. Yeah. Lots of movies. I guess the most recent movie I saw was, like, what? Uh, that wasn't guys... a group movie. Yeah, because we watched... Oh, it was we went... Burlesque. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> what you guys Burlesque? It was at Annalise's place, just, like, uh, me and her that's roommates. Because uh, you guys were at the bars. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really, like highly recommend pirates of the caribbean <laughs> that one was uh, so it's fun. great but it's it's fun but i don't like it's not a must watch uh something i really want to watch definitely rewatch. and i brought it up earlier is serial mm-hmm. experiments lane yeah i really it's definitely extremely heavy it's very heavy to subject matter subject matter yeah yes. um not for like the faint of heart i guess yeah it's it's very depressing i guess mm-hmm. and i want to get a group together to watch it but i haven't yeah. really i'd be made down. anything to happen made yeah. anything to make it happen definitely yeah people who understand <laughs> what they're getting into yeah. yeah some some seasoned anime enjoyers. yeah maybe yeah not like ashlyn who hasn't ever seen it yeah. before <laughs> yeah well we might be getting her to watch revenge of the sith tonight so if you guys want to come Whoa. watch revenge of the sith uh in like right now basically oh my gosh uh, i think that's what i'm gonna be doing afterwards I that sounds up. pretty fun well because ainsley was uh kept asking me about it on monday she's like uh do you want to watch revenge of the sith i was like yes that can be our wednesday movie and then yesterday i was uh we met up for for lunch with like that small group and ainsley's like are we still good for revenge of the sith and i was like we can be <laughs> and so i like followed Hell up today yeah. and i was like well here we go guess we're doing this nice so, that's a fun movie I really I like, enjoy Revenge of the Sith. I like that we have group movie nights now, mm-hmm. or, like, group anything nights, because I feel like every Wednesday for the last, like, month, totally, <laughs> we, like, we do not have to hang out on Wednesdays. Like, I, I don't, I feel like a lot of, and this is not a dig on other schools, but, like, I feel like a lot of other improv, like, teams around, like, in other schools do not hang out as much as we do. Mm-hmm. I got uh, that same yeah. vibe from like, other schools. We, we go out and, like, we've been playing frisbee and football at, like, the field and stuff we've been yeah. having powerpoint nights stupid sandwich days yeah. where <laughs> real quick I, we did like a nathan fielder bit where i we were talking about like oh if you had 10 minutes to order buy and eat the sandwich could you do it uh, i decided that i could not and then the ev which is too powerful um <laughs> and i guess now we're watching star wars so it, it's that's pretty glorious it's been a really good good way to round out a long semester i think yeah i agree i agree (sighs) yeah i don't know anything anything crazy media wise tim oh oh yeah i almost forgot um music i was like recommending like silly random stuff Uh uh-huh um i really like 
soundtracks to movies and TV shows and animes and such. Yep. And the two I'm going to recommend are Irregular God by Kevin Penkin. Oh. It's like the titular soundtrack for the anime Tower of God. Word. Crunchyroll original from Webtoons. Comic I'm reading it right now. It's really good. Um, really like it. Really like ethereal or not i don't know if that's i don't know the right word to describe it but it's just like epic mm-hmm. um in like a cool ascension way uh derezed from tron legacy the new Ooh, one by daft punk love that one so much i listen to that unironically like yes, in the car because mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it just makes me feel cool yeah that song's <laughs> crazy that song's so cool it's such a good job on that soundtrack um let's see four books um well you can you can read scythe mm-hmm. um but i need to read dune yeah <laughs> i really need to read dune so yeah. that i'm recommending myself dune sure. i need to freaking read that the book's been on my shelf for so long also i heard it's really good the book so mm-hmm. yeah if you haven't read it do it yep um music or wait movie mm-hmm. Ooh. oh tv show i've been watching house Mm-hmm. House MD. Nice. I love it. It's such a f- good show. It's a, it's a medical drama, for those who don't know. There's nine seasons. And House is this cranky-ass, smart-as-heck, like, like full of um, sarcasm, like, like, department head in this huge hospital, right? And he's yeah. employed underneath him three exceptional like specialized doctors he's he himself is a nephrologist kidney doctor um he's got an intensivist which i don't actually know what that is um (laughs) i a a neurologist and maybe a cardiologist i'm not sure i don't remember what she is yeah but it's so good because it's like a detective kind of like it gives me that same vibe because they're presented with this really strange case because like their their whole group specialization is like curing these really weird cases mm-hmm. and really like rare stuff and so like the but the cool thing is is that every like decision they make has like weight and so but like he rubs it he just he brushes it off because he's just like just do it yeah because it's like that's the only option we have i don't see why we wouldn't do it and so and it it'll just be like yeah we're gonna we think it's this and then he has is like it's not that. And it's like okay, it's actually this, and we're gonna treat you for it. But the treatment can kill you. <laughs> the side effect is bad. Or if it's like the wrong thing, the treatment will cause more harm. Oh. And so they'll be like, all right, take it off, and then let's reevaluate. But then he also does unethical things, like he has the doctors under him like break into these people's homes what? to like investigate to try and figure out what it is uh-huh. because like there was one time there was this kid who got like some poisoning on his skin like some fertilizer that they realized mm-hmm. but they were like where is it coming from did we search your house we think it was this but then the mom was like it wasn't that because that wasn't there or whatever and it turned out because then this other kid also got sick with the same symptoms and they were like what's in common between these two kids they don't know each other they ride the same bus. Oh. And on that bus ride, they drove past these guys spraying, like, this certain pesticide. And I, I guess it, like, got on their clothes or nice. whatever. And oh. then it absorbs through their skin. 
and it was crazy dude nice and <laughs> but it's funny because the parents of like the kid like this mom got like was so mad because like you, you keep giving him the wrong treatment and house is like it's literally the best thing that we have with mm-hmm. that knowledge at that time so mm-hmm. and then he's like you don't want me to treat your kid but if you don't your kid will die and that's on you mm-hmm. <laughs> so he like guilt trips him into like getting this treat i don't know i'm rambling but the show i really enjoy it yeah medical that sounds dramas. cool I've, yeah, I've, sounds i'm sick. not I'm not very versed in me- medical dramas outside of, like, Monster. I was about to say. Um, <laughs> I think... Um, I kind of thought about this a little bit. Uh, Music-wise, I hate to say it, I'm still on my Chicano Batman kick. Uh, <laughs> last, last time oh, I recorded yeah. it was Bardo, and then since then I found Chicano Batman, which is his, like, normal band. Right. Uh, he's a lead singer for. Um, but then I'm also, like, chipping away at that new Mac DeMarco album, mm. um, which is absurdly long and it's crazy variance in a lot of the quality of the of the tracks but a lot of it i i do enjoy mac demarco so i'm I'm kind of having fun going through that nine fucking hour uh <laughs> album damn um as far as reading goes um not uh, i guess the closest thing i could say i'm still reading because i've like picked up things and put down some things in the last couple weeks uh steel ball run picked that up a couple weeks ago uh, it's pretty damn good. I haven't got to the point where, like, you know, it's, like, the pinnacle of JoJo or anything like that, but I can see why people like it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm watching Vinland Saga Season 2. Mm, yeah. So, nice. lots of farming, catch up. lots of kindness, <laughs> and I love it. That's awesome. It <laughs> That's actually awesome. I'm in my... I'm in my farming arc. <laughs> I'm about to start picking up crops just because it's fun. Bro. Gardens are awesome. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a that was a long episode. Yeah. It's not our longest, but Nope. Um quick sex with? Quick quick round of sex with, I suppose. Um Oh we do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to cap off every podcast. Yep. It's a little tradition, I guess. We we play a little round of sex with. Um well it feels wrong not to say sex with me is like AI. Um Sex with me is like AI. Uh once you train it to do something, uh, untrain it. <laughs> uh, sex with me is like AI. Um, I'll try to give give you whatever I think you want. <laughs> <sighs> sex with me is like AI. I do better when it's supervised learning. <sighs> it's kind of a deep cut joke there. <laughs> no, that works. Uh, <laughs> oh god. I'm not gonna explain it because that'll ruin the fun. <laughs> I think I think I've exhausted my source of AI jokes. Uh, <laughs> was there another good word we had? Uh, You're in your farming arc. Sex farming. With, sex with me is like farming. Um, uh, <laughs> sex with me is like farming. It's done better with tools. <laughs> <laughs> sex with me is like farming. Look at the size of that gourd. Sex with me is like farming. Country boy gotta make do. <laughs> Sex with me is like farming. Yep, throw me another hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should end on that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to cap off the episode, before we leave you guys, um, if you are hearing this before Monday, our senior show is going to be on Monday. We have eight seniors graduating. <laughs> yep, including Tim. <laughs> um, no. Keep... 
keep oh boy. A, keep a, keep an eye on that Instagram. Uh, see who's graduating. Learn a little bit about our seniors. Um, not sure if there's any outstanding theme other than seniors, but it should be a good show. It should be really fun. Uh, really fun send off for a lot of our team, and so you won't want to miss it. So be there. Have fun. Drink your water. Tip your waitresses. Be kind. If you want to see me get slightly emotional or try and hold back the emotion at the show, come on Monday, May 1st. Nah, don't hold back. Don't. Nah, <laughs> it'd be hard not to. You've got one chance to let it all out. That's true. <laughs> and with that, make the best of your day, folks. And We uh, love you. <laughs> Hell we yeah. We love you. So wholesome.